You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. Listen, I want to tell you, these are my sermon notes. And then the Holy Spirit took over, so here's my new notes. I mean, I'm serious. I need to download. So where's Pastor Alicia Williams? We got to figure out how to text all these notes. This is, it's called Kingdom Matters. That's the title of my message. Now you're getting the Holy Spirit condensed version. After Pastor Jurgen preached at staff meeting today and just knocked my mind out. I mean, it was mind-blowing. And then I couldn't go back and do a teaching message, especially on an encounter night. You know what I mean? And so, but I do need to give you these notes because what I'm really going to do, and we're going to pray into things, and then I'm just going to open this altar, because prayer is what's going to shift your, your life. Uh, you know, more knowledge isn't going to get you there. The word and prayer are going to get you over the line. But I, I sometimes know that we're in a place in a season that we got to have real conversations to bring a teaching that will help you. So it's more of a teaching that I got to get to the church, so we'll get it out to you, and I promise you on Sunday when we're back from Emerge, I'm going to have a hot link with all of these, because it's eight pages of a download that I've been working on for a few months, and I, I knew tonight wasn't the night, but I got to get it to you. And it's a teaching on how to have real conversations that are tough, that are corrective, that are necessary for us to grow as spiritually mature men and women. And, and what happens is I've just been noticing that whether we're, we're all in ministry, whether you know it or not. The minute you're saved, guess what? Pick up your cross, pick up your shield, pick up your sword, let's go. Uh, we gotta go into we're gonna kick down the gates of hell. We're gonna advance the kingdom. This isn't like sit on the sideline. No, we're gonna teach you how to pray. All 283 men that were at men's prayer. I mean, I can't believe we're 17 short of 300. I'm not gonna focus on the negative, that's not my style. But I'm like, dear Lord, where were you? I will stalk you. You know, it's like stand up and be counted. No, it's like, but we are teaching men how to pray. And if you want to know something even sweeter, 627 men at all our campuses got up at 530 to pray this Tuesday. You think of that. I, I, I want to tell you that I wish I would just say, yeah, God gave me a dream. And then it was just awesome. You know what I did? I started men's prayer out of an insecurity. Walked in and you know, a hospital, I didn't know what I was doing. I heard a prayer like I've never pray, heard a prayer before, and it rattled me to my core. I mean, I call, I was pretty much blaming my parents, probably went to a counseling session. Who, man, I'll choke on myself. I was like, that is so radical. That is so radical that a man just rolled into a hospital and dropped the Holy Spirit bomb in the place, and my friend got healed, that I was like, I know I'm insecure, about it because I'm shying away from it. But I am dating someone I love. I know my mom, my dad might need prayer one day. I, someone I love will be in a circumstance like this and I want what that guy's got. And if you're a Christian, every one of you can put yourself in a position to be coachable, teachable, learnable, and the Holy Spirit on the inside of you needs to be activated. 
And so what happens is if we lay idle, the enemy takes territory. But when you as men and women, and if you think about it, I always knew, I think innately women just pray. I I was just like, oh, your grandma's praying for you, your aunt's praying for you, all these people, and it was all the females in my family. I'm like, okay, where are the dudes? Well, they're out providing. Was my subconscious. I'm a great provider. But what I learned was kingdom is, no, no, no. We got weapons, and we're gonna start prophesying, we're gonna use these weapons to advance the kingdom. If you wanna know why this church has been advancing and taking territory, it's because the men and the women in this place know how to pray. But I promise you, I could always tell someone new when they walk into men's prayer, because it's kind of like this. They walk in like this, because you're tired at 5.30, I don't care who you are. You walk in like this, you're like. And after after the first like two minutes, they're like this. And then after the God stories and the ugly crying, they're leaning in. Afterwards, they just beeline for me with saucers going, is this legit? I'm like, you tell me. You tell me. But what's amazing is every time men leave empowered and equipped. And really what we're doing is we're working out how to prophesy how to be bold and we get nervous because we don't want anybody to know our junk, so we play the Christianese thing. The more Christianese you are in this church, the you know, shorter amount of time you've been here, but we'll get rid of that, it's no big deal. And then what happens, we just start hearing stuff, and I love when someone really drops a bomb that's just so radical, you can't poker face. You're like, oh man, that's gnarly. <laughs> I don't know, we just better seek wisdom. Let's go to the Holy Spirit. Because there is no answer, except what God gives the answer to. And when you see men that when they come in broken in three months, six months, nine months later, you see them walking in victory. Man, there's nothing better than that. That's why my wife's like, you gotta take, take it down a notch. I'm like, no, I don't. I just gotta create more margins, but we're raising up other men. Other ladies, you heard it, babe, I prophesied it. You know, what's amazing though, because before I get into the scripture, I just want to let you know we're not gonna apologize for being all in. Because I came from, I know. I grew up on a lake and I grew up and I love boating, I love sailing and and I grew up and you know, I'll never forget, you know, they always kind of figuring out how to navigate when you learn how to be a captain so you can do sailing and I loved sailing and when I was in grad school, I raced sailboats in um, the San Francisco Bay which is freezing. Thank goodness you don't know what you don't know when you live in Northern California. You just think that's where everywhere is until you move to San Diego. And then you realize, I am never going back (laughs) in San Francisco water again. There's no purpose for it. I can sail down here all the way to Cabo. Much better. Now I get it. But I'm I'm telling you what's amazing is that you would look at it and if, if your instrumentation was off just a little bit, I was, I I remember the captain was telling me I needed to fix something, I was messing with it. I don't know, a little piece of metal got in there and it kind of messed it up, just a little bit. It was just a little off true north. So our navigation skills didn't work out when we hit the rocks, which was my fault. A little piece of, took us into the rocks. Just a little off. See, if we don't have tough conversations in church, we let people just get a little off. We gotta have real conversations. 
And what happens so much is nobody is a bigger cheerleader for your breakthrough than me, I promise you. There's zero judgment. I just don't want to see you keep going around the same mountain, the same defeat, the same struggles, the same trips every single time. But I don't know everybody's stuff unless you talk about it. And what happens in church is that how I grew up is everybody was good all the time. I used to love going, I mean, sorry, Dad, I didn't know you were officially going to be here. So, I mean, let's just take the hits with a grain of salt. I mean, you know, I'd grow up and we'd go over to my grandpa's house and it was amazing. And my uncle was a pastor and it was like his sisters were like the archangels. I mean, they were perfect. We'd come over there and all my cousins, I was the oldest cousin, what, like nine or 10 or 11? A lot of them. So we'd have to sit at the kids' table and I would just listen. And all the parents were going to be like, my daughter got an A plus at uh, AP class this week. They're taking seven AP classes. And I'd just hear all this stuff and I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're perfect Christians. And I'd be just thinking, when can I insert a curse word? And I'd just wait for the perfect time. <laughs> Send that bomb. I was the black sheep of the whole family. I would just see my dad like this. He probably wanted to say you're gonna meet Smith and Wesson, but he knew that's child abuse. <laughs> Pistol whipped me, he never did that. But I could tell that I just ruined the whole Thanksgiving. But I couldn't handle how everybody was, I just, I knew there were struggles in every one of my cousins. Yet around the table, around the adults, they were just always talking about how everything was perfect. Everything was great in the church, in the house, building the kingdom. How you doing? Strong and faithful. How you doing? I think I'm gonna run away this weekend. What about you? I just shock and awe, shock and awe. I couldn't handle it. But in a, I was just rebelling at a young age, but it's the same thing. I'm still doing it today. I don't want to be a part of a church, a bunch of fake Christians that are pew warmers. The book of Timothy talks about correction. We all need a Paul. We all need a Timothy. Correction is part of this whole walk. If you want to be, it's easy. In the marketplace, man, people pay me to correct them. It's amazing. It's amazing how people will sign up to pay me a lot of money to correct them. You come to church, I say one thing. I'm leaving the church. You'll probably hire me next week for business. I'm going to say the same thing. While I'm in the pulpit, it's free. But I grew up an entrepreneur. I've had a coaching business for 13 years. It's amazing when people pay you to be coached, but it's, it's just a mentality. Christians, I've coached. But the minute we come into this church and I'm just giving some good advice, some godly biblical advice, Holy Spirit showed me a few things. Hey, I wanna help you navigate some things that I'm seeing, maybe in your marriage, maybe in this, or maybe in that. Hey, let's get some stewardship right. Let's get this right. Uh, full offense? Like, I love you and I want you to break through and I actually want you to, if you say you're gonna do this, you do this. If you're gonna say you're a Christian, I'd rather you not say you're a Christian if you're gonna live like this. So I'm just saying, if you're gonna say you're a Christian, you go to awaken, let's just righteousness. There's a right way of doing things. And man, off the rails. 
And then they act like I'm gonna chase them down. Like call Christopher, he's running. Obviously he's a runner, he'll chase you down. But in, in, you gotta understand, the same in the business world, more important in the kingdom world. If, if people are getting corrected to do better business, best practices, there's best practices in the church that are way more important because there's eternal outcome with them. I was just reading, I wanna read right here because it was messing me up the other day. Can I read you some Proverbs real quick? Then I'm gonna read 2 Kings and, we'll, and then I'm gonna pray for people because this is the real thing is we could come in and sugarcoat everything and then you'll be the same Christian six months from now, nine months from now. To, what is the fruit? See, seed is just a potential. Pastor, you're gonna preach on it today. All of you are a seed with potential. Our job, why prophetic words are so important, we're gonna prophesy we're gonna prophesy and we're gonna plant those seeds in soil so you can reap a harvest. The difference is, if I just let that seed sit on the shelf, your potential of who God's called you to be sits on the shelf. But what happens is when you come in like a refiner's fire and the mantle, the only mandates that I really allow are these two. The call of God on your life, that's a mandate. And the mandate, there's assignment of heaven on your life. There's a call of God on every one of your lives, and there's an assignment of heaven on every one of your lives. Now, the question is, where do you want to be? If you want to warm the pew, I'm, I'm glad you're here. But you will get agitated, you'll be poked, you'll be prodded. At some point, we're going to have a conversation, and not out of judgment, out of love. Because I want to see fruit in your life. I want to see you taking territory. It's amazing to me. Some of you... And, and this isn't a judgment, got a little tweaked when you heard my boys getting a 10,000 square foot house. And my question to you is, how many feet are okay for you not to get tweaked? Like what, what level? Because I'm gonna tell you something. And, and this isn't judgment, I want you guys to have breakthrough in every area. And what I'm telling you, the reason why I wanted him to get up here is I needed you to be poked a little bit because you missed the first part. You're judging the second part, you missed the first part. He was told to give away a house. You guys gloss right over that. You're like, oh yeah, that was probably sweet, it's probably a barn. No, it wasn't. He had a tiny home on wheels, he gave that away. No, he didn't. He had to wrestle with being obedient, but he knew what the word of God said in obedience, so he was obedient. Let's give praise and honor for that obedience, because that's what unlocked this. And for those of you that felt the tweak, it's not a judgment, it's just to recognize that tweaked me a little, and then you go, I think I have some room to grow. Because guess what? If you got tweaked, I've been tweaked, I can't even count. I got journals full of tweaking over 15 years of here. I've been getting tweaky with it for 15 years in this place and it's messed me up. And I always go back to the word of God. There was this one time I go, I for sure, I for sure am having a pastoral care meeting with Pastor Jurgen in two weeks. I'm doing my research, two weeks I wasted doing all this references, everything. I came in, I sat down with him, boom, opened the book. It's like he knew it was coming. 
I read all my stuff and he goes, let me pray for you. Next thing you know, I'm weeping. I feel something break off my life. Spirit of Judas breaking off my life. I'm like, oh, I can't believe it. It unlocked when he prayed for me and I felt something break off my life and I'm in tears just wondering where was my thinking coming from? It's coming from a place of judgment because of a belief system that I have just held onto but I had no fruit in my life. I got that belief system rewired and then all of a sudden I started having fruit because guess what? That seed, that potential, that calling got planted. He prophesied into my life. I got in alignment with what the word God said about it and everything after that has been fruitful and multiplying. If you don't like the fruit in your life, then we gotta change the thinking and does it line up with the word of God? I am so grateful because I will tell you that this man invested, this is well before he came to this church. He invested in, it was just business coaching. But I'm gonna tell you half the time of the business coaching, Holy Spirit would show up halfway through the phone call. I'm like, what is the anointing on this guy? And then I had to like pray for myself. I was like, all right, he's in another church. Don't pray him in. Don't pray him in. That wouldn't be good. He's helping that other church. All right, Lord. And then one day, shows up at Awaken. I was like, oh, I know the potential. One of the greatest men to receive any sort of wisdom probably I've ever coached. He'd be like, great, I got that. I'm gonna learn how to apply it. He would, and then he'd come back and then he'd tell me, this is what I did, this is what I tweaked, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me, this is what. And I watched him navigate his company. I watched him navigate business. I watched him navigate all the way to the top. And I said, man, I'm listening to him going, he applies at one of the quickest rate, has spiritual maturity and understanding and getting breakthrough in his life at one of the fastest paces I've ever seen. You know why? Because he understood God's outside of time. Why is he gonna limit everything to timing? All my life's like this, probably gonna take me two years to build this business, three years to see my first harvest, then I'm gonna let that harvest fall, then it's five years. No, that's the world kingdom. There is no time limit. The only ceiling over your life is the ceiling you put over your life. So when he's up here saying, this is what I did, I sowed a house to the poor, the Bible says, look after the poor, I'm looking after you. He just took it literally, which we should. And then what happened, he leveled up, he leveled up, and then when he called me, trust me, he didn't call me roaring like a lion, he called me, I said, I need wisdom. I need discernment, humbly coming, I'm seeking the Lord. I wanna know how to navigate this. Is this just me or is like, do I go for this? And then he got a word. And see, I don't wanna judge that word. I want you to understand we gotta cheer for each other's victories. If you can cheer for him, you will get your own victory. When we celebrate victories in the kingdom, you will have your victories. It's a principle of sowing and reaping. But it's very hard when you sit like this in judgment that you will get breakthrough. I want to help you. It's not popular preaching, but it's good teaching. It will help you. Anytime you're going to grow, there's a twinge to it. You lay down on the bench like ask Mark Cullen. Him and I are trying to work out. He's really doing it. I'm trying. But you're laying out and you got the bench and you feel the pain. And the next day you can't wash your hair. Every day I was like a T-Rex trying to adjust people. I was like apologizing. I'm sorry, I can't get my arms down that low. I was like, now my low back's sore. You know, I was like, 
from working out. There's pain, but I'm growing, I'm building. It's the same principle spiritually. There's gonna be growth that might cause you to really evaluate where your heart's at, where your mind's at. Why can't we speak life into each other and correct abnormal thinking or behavior? How bad do we want it? I had a guy drive all the way to my house today because he just wanted to get with me and he just hung out with me all day. I took him to staff meeting. We just hung out all day. It was a bell ringer. He got exactly what he needed, but he put the time in. I said, man, if you want to talk, I don't got much time. It's pre-emerged. He showed up at my house. I said, bro, I got to go staff meeting. I got to go run some errands. You can come. He's like, I'm coming. We didn't leave each other's side until one o'clock. So he got eight to one. And let me tell you, I promise you it wasn't an easy conversation, but he took it, he took it, he took it, he took it. He says, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And already had massive revelation in one day. How bad do we want it? When I come to the house, I don't want to be a pew warmer that sits there leaning back saying, God, what are you going to do for me? I want to lean and say, God, what can I do for you? I'm getting, this, I'm getting this verse. We're gonna read it because this is for somebody. I keep feeling the Holy Spirit's pushing on this. Listen, let's read. I wanna read this to you. This is the NLT, Proverbs 19. Better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and a fool. I love that there's a Bible that talks like that. The word of God just calls it as it is. But the question is, nobody I've ever met says, oh yeah, I'm not coachable. Everyone says I'm coachable. So you go to coach them and then they get defensive. Everyone wants to do something epic until they get talk to about how that's really not that epic. How about we level up? And then instead of taking a, you know, like, okay, how do I level up? Let's ask a better question. They take offense. I can't believe Dr. Matt told me to level up. (laughs) Oh, I thought you said you wanted to get with me and talk about some growth in your life in some areas. Let's talk about it. I see some behavior. I see some language. Every time you speak, you drop a GPS pen. It's actually really easy. Every time you speak, you're dropping a GPS. We know where you're at. So if you don't like this, let's just change what you speak. And then what happens is if you really articulate what you speak, that means you have to change the way you think because you're thinking it before you speak it. And what happens if you don't take that thought captive, you go down a rabbit trail and that's where you get in trouble. But because the more you affirm it and say it and speak it, the more you're gonna be it, live it, and you, you can't. it's hard to change it. You gotta start somewhere. You have to start believing in yourself. You gotta start believing that there is a God that loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and to know that you are worthy and not taking yourself out of the game. That there's a devil that hates you that wants to steal, kill, and destroy and ruin it. Let me tell you, man, there is 5% of all men that sign up for Emerge that bail on the day of. You know why? They gotta fight with their wife. Something happened at work. A deal fell through, so they get insecure. They don't believe in Jehovah Jireh, that God's my, you know. Thank you, provider. Hello. Thinking suppliers. But let me tell you, what happens is the day of, things start blowing up. Are you praying now about making sure you get over the line? Your breakthrough is this weekend. Your breakthrough, the devil is throwing every... The devil's been throwing shade at my pastor for the last two weeks. He's been throwing shade on every man in this house because he is doing every dirty tactic to make sure you do not get over the line to get there. You pull in that Emerge ranch and it's above you, you pull over and just give a shout of praise because you got over the line. And 5% of men, 
won't make it because the devil was louder than their purpose to get breakthrough. Your breakthrough, you have to be focused until you get there. You turn off your phone because it will ring. Nothing except your breakthrough to take you to the next level. You have to visualize that when you come back, you're a new creation in Christ. Nothing is the same when you get back. Enthusiasm. Without knowledge is no good. Haste makes mistakes. People ruin their lives by their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. Wealth makes many friends. Poverty drives them all away. A false witness will not go unpunished, nor will a liar escape. Means don't waste your time on those people. Many seek favors from a ruler. Everyone is a friend of a person who gives gifts. Means be generous. The relatives of the poor despise them. How much more will their friends avoid them? Though the poor plead with them, their friends are gone. To acquire wisdom is to love yourself. People who cherish understanding will prosper. A false witness will not go unpunished and a liar will be destroyed. It isn't right for a fool to live in luxury or for a slave to rule over princes. Sensible people control their temper. They earn respect by overlooking wrongs. If you guys need to, Proverbs 19 goes on and on and on with wisdom that we as men and women need to adhere. And what it's like a checklist. How am I on a scale of one to 10 on everything he's talking about? When you can make it through Proverbs 19, check all the boxes. I'm level 10 out of 10. Guess what? You're growing. There's areas that I look at all the time, and if I'm gonna apply the word, I wanna find out where I align with the word first. See, you will not apply it if you don't align with it. So you have to be honest with yourself and get in alignment with the word first, and don't lie to yourself. Don't just say a verse, okay, and then you're like, I'm not in alignment with it. First, search your heart. Look for the alignment. Get into alignment with it and just say, dude, I'm a three alignment. I want to be in alignment with the word of God. Let's get to a 10 alignment and just work on the little steps. Some of you think zero to hero is how it rolls. That's not how it works. Do something today. Michael Jordan, man, you know why he was so good? Fundamentals. Why don't we just try aligning and being honest, get real with yourself and honest with yourself because what happens is we get tripped up. We We release leaders here. That's what we're doing. We're raising leaders. That's why we have DNA. That's why we empower. We're an empowering church. Every one of you have an assignment and a call in your life. That's why it's so important. When you read 2 Kings, 2 Kings 7, 1 through 3, if we could put that up on the screen. Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, tomorrow about this time, whatever, see a fine flower shall be sold for a shekel and two sheaves of barley for a shekel at the gates of Samaria. Listen, what this is saying, there was a famine. Everyone was blaming the Lord. The king at the time blaming the Lord. And then a word came. A word came to Elisha and he prophesied. And then there was naysayers. And when the naysayers came, he said, you won't be walking in that favor. You won't be eating any of that stuff because of your... What we say matters. If you're not walking in breakthrough, what are you saying? Listen, we live in the greatest country in the entire world. We live in freedom. We're taking it back, actually. 
we got to understand how important it is to release the word over your life. Pastor Jurgen said three things this morning. Here they are. Release the word over your life. The only spirit that should be allowed in the church is the Holy Spirit. That's why we have a deliverance team. That's why we changed the oil on the showroom floor. I'm proud of you that come down for prayer on the altar and you finally stop caring what people think. I had a gentleman give a God story at men's prayer about how he came forward. He knew he had to come forward for prayer. He got prayer and then the power of God hit him. Next thing you know, he's weeping on the front. That takes a real man to do that. A real man to say, I'm not liking some things in my life I want to change. I'm going to the altar where my life can be altered. They run to the front. They open their heart and they allow someone they don't know to go and bust that thing off. And guess what? Sure. Did he have some tears? Sure. Was there maybe some moaning? Sure. Was there? Who gives? Who cares? What I love about this man is he didn't care what anyone else thought because he wanted his victory so bad, he was done with it. See, we can keep going around the mountain and care what people think, care what people think until you're at the bottom of that mountain. And when you finally say, that's it, and you stop bringing to the Lord for where you're at and you trust him, he's a good, good father. And you say, that's it, I don't wanna play Christianese anymore. I don't wanna do this anymore. I'm gonna go to the altar and get prayed for. Your life can get altered. How do I know what happened to me years ago? I was grew up. Christian kid, but I was conflicted. I had one foot in the world, one foot over here doing what I want, but man, the guilt, the shame. I'd go to church on Sunday to make sure I was still in the game. I'd go back out, then I'd come back. I was like living this life just tormented. But when Pastor Jurgen, I could tell that he cared about me. The second point is this, have an encounter. You have to have an encounter. There's a God that loves you that wants you to encounter him, but he's a gentleman, you gotta let him. So guess what? I was a Christian. I was even saying, I was reading my Bible. I was trying to release the word over my life, but it wasn't until I had an encounter because I trusted a man to speak into my life and I had an encounter. That one encounter changed everything for me and showed me what was possible, showed me a conviction that man, maybe one day I can be that person. Maybe one day I can be a husband. Maybe one day I can be, but I had all this sin. I had all this community. Would God allow me to marry me such an amazing woman? See, I didn't think I was worthy until I did. And then when I rolled up and I saw that little, mm, <laughs> you know what I said? She's got no chance. And you can say whatever you want to say, but that's serious. That's the attitude I had because I knew the favor of the Lord that was on me at the time because I got Godfidence. Then get confidence, I got Godfidence. And the minute I got Godfidence, the minute I broke off shame, the minute I broke off all the past sins, I walked right up boldly to a girl at a Southwest chair and said, hey, save me a seat on that plane. And you know what? She did. She did. And then when I asked her out on a date, you know what she said? She goes, I have a boyfriend. I said, I didn't ask you if you had a boyfriend. I said, you want to go to dinner? And for you men out there, listen, there's not a ring on it. That's his problem. You can put one on it. So don't let that intimidate you. Because I'm looking this weekend. You know what I'm looking for at Emerge? I'm looking for real emerged men that want to honor and cherish a woman. And when they're ready, 
We're gonna come back and we're gonna do the dating game right and we're gonna raise up, we're gonna have some of the most epic marriages in this house that we're not afraid of. We're gonna learn to honor and respect and cherish these cherished women. And we're gonna teach other men that are messed up in the world how to date and not this Christianese weirdness. I kissed dating goodbye. Well, I ripped up and burned your book. And if you're a Christian that read that book, I'm sorry, you wasted your money. I could tell that was, that guy probably never went on one date. His first date, he got married. Let's see how that worked out. Have an encounter, last one is prophetic. Gideon. Gideon got prophesied over. There's something in you, Gideon. Rise up. Every one of you. That's why we prophesy in this church. That's why we change the oil on the showroom floor in this church. We're gonna let the Holy Spirit do what the Holy Spirit does. We're not afraid of the Holy Spirit. We cannot get victory without the Holy Spirit. We cannot get breakthrough. We cannot do radical things. Like invite Tucker Carlson, which some of you are going, how's that the Holy Spirit? Because you know what? When the Holy Spirit starts lining things up where everyone said impossible, it's always him possible. And I'm telling you, some of us gotta get a little him possible in our life and we need some of the prophetic in our life. You start speaking. You start speaking that no one's too big. He's just a human being. We speak, he will be here. He will, and guess what? Boom, now he's coming. Sorry, Republican Party, you've been trying for three years. But he's coming to a church. We gotta start prophesying life. It, if it edifies the spirit and lines up with the word of God, you receive it. If it doesn't, just chew up the meat, spit out the bones. But we gotta start prophesying over our friends. We gotta start seeing the greatness in every one of us. You know why we're doing it? Like church, church isn't a thing. We're like, yeah, I go to church and maybe I'll meet some people and we got this little, we do lunch afterwards. This is a tribe for the kingdom. And, I, and I'm, I'm just pre-warning you because when the men come back, they're gonna have lifelong relationships after a merge. They're gonna realize it's more than a team with the captain. No, no, no. There is a bonding that's gonna go on that is gonna change men's hearts. They're gonna feel like they can have someone to process with. The number one reason why the enemy takes men out, you ready for the number one reason? They don't have anyone to process with. And so what they do is they process with their wife or someone that doesn't have the same core values as them, meaning kingdom. And when men process by themselves, we start having weird thoughts. You look at every interviewer of, an, of, a, of a neighbor of a serial killer, yeah, he's real quiet, he always stayed to himself. The minute I hear like, yeah, I just do me and the Jesus thing by myself, I go, all right, that's weird. And I, it's not a judgment, it's not a judgment, I just say, I expect to see him on the altar. And when I don't see him on the altar and it's just him and Jesus, and when he's like, oh yeah, I just, I, I did Jesus this weekend. I didn't need church. Huh, let's just disrespect the bride of Christ. We all need church. We're all humans, we're never gonna get it right. We're just trying to lead the best we can. Trying to be a good shepherd, looking after our flock. So I'll chase you down. You got the rod and the staff. You know what the rod and the staff are for? Staff is for protection. The rod is for correction. Can we grow in this house? What do you need in this house? What are you seeking for? For men that are going to emerge, my question is, what do you want Monday to look like? 
What do you wanna see different? Tell your spouse, tell a friend, say, I need to see this different, put an X on it, because that's where the helicopter of the Holy Spirit can land. That's what you want. You need to think about it now. Just don't go and attend. Go with an intentionality that's gonna change your life. If you're a woman, know that, pray for your man with that same fervor, with that same intentionality. If you're a man and you're not going, no judgment, we all got our stuff that we're walking through. Know that you can be a part of it, be praying for us. Saying, I I love the saying, you sow into righteousness. Sow into righteousness. Bless somebody, ask them to get you the media card, do whatever. Do what you can to get anything that they're gonna get, get with them. Set up a coffee date or a a dinner date. Set up something with someone that you respect, look up to that went so you can hear about every testimony. And then when you hear about the testimonies, you know what you do? You put your yes and amen to it. You know what happens? If you feel like you're stuck financially, sorry, Eric, to do this to you, but you know what? Invite the guy out to lunch because you need his face. If you see, if you need a healing, find somebody with a healing testimony, take them out to lunch, you pay for it and say, will you pray for me? When I have people, friends, Jeff Forbes, who runs Emerge now, listen, I'm gonna land on this and then we're gonna pray. When Jeff Forbes came to our church, he was a mess on legs. I love the guy. He had all sorts of stuff. But like us all, we all went on a journey. And then one time, never forget it, he had surgery. He had hammer toes. They cut all his ligaments. They said, you'll never run or play basketball again. He had pens sticking on his toes. I said, make sure you get to men's prayer. My friend went and picked him up, totally drugged up, and he came to men's prayer. He sat there on the couch going, what am I doing here at 5 a.m.? Back then, it was 5 a.m., people. He had his foot up with his toes sticking out with needles sticking out of him. It was nasty. He got prayed for. Power of God hit him. He was feeling warmth down his leg. Next day, he called me panicking. I got to go to the doctor. I got to the doctor. He went to the doctor. Guess what? Doctor's like, man, all the swelling went down. I, I don't know what to tell you. When he cut the cast off, all the pens fell out of his toes. They were completely healed. He can run. He can do all those things. Play basketball. He's now running men's emerged confidence because that happened and it changed his life forever. By the way, that's just a part of it. I'm gonna end with this, this is it. This is Jeff Forbes. You go ask him this story, all you men that are having doubt and issues right now. <laughs> Help your unbelief, I'm helping you. This is what he did, he came back to men's prayer. One of my friends ran right up to him, he blew his knee out, he was going for surgery. The surgery that he already had failed, he only could get this much motion on his knee. They said, you'll never be able to do CrossFit again. You'll never be able to do yoga because you can't down and squat. This is what happened. I said, you go up to Jeff Forbes, have Jeff Forbes pray for you. Jeff Forbes, I brought him over. He looked at me like he was going to punch me. He's a large black man this big. And I was like, man, just chill out. He goes, I don't know how to pray. It's real easy. Put your hand on that knee and speak to it in the name of Jesus and start prophesying. You know what he did? Out of an insecurity, he grabbed that knee said, in the name of Jesus. Let's do it again. Name of Jesus, my friend, felt warmth come over his knee. He went back, he got down on his knees, lost his mind, drove straight to CrossFit where all his brothers were that knew he could never do CrossFit again. 
got in that CrossFit gym, they all started asking him. They've all been to our church now. But let me tell you, that one person that had an encounter with God, he didn't even know where his faith was. He was newly saved. He dropped an F-bomb when his knee got healed, by the way, because he was such a rookie. He didn't know better, but God healed him. That's name is Nick Unsworth, and he ratified and is now has a Christian coaching business, and all he wants to do is see people get the miraculous done to them, and it's because of Jeff Forbes that had the boldness to lay a hand on him and pray for him. Every one of you have that seed, which is potential. Every one of you got to prophesy to some dry bones in your life. You stand in the mirror and you say, God, if you're for me, which he is, who or what could be against you? I need a little bit of attitude if we're gonna change California. I need a little bit of attitude if we're gonna do and advance the kingdom the way God has put a mantle on this awakened church. For some of you that can't handle it, I get it. Kingdom matters for notes. Text 55525, kingdom matters. Wow, that worked. Oh, I love you. Here's my notes. That's amazing. You just made that happen? God bless you. You can text 55525, Kingdom Matters, and you're gonna get the eight pages of notes on how as a church we learn how to do correction. I didn't preach any of it, but it's a really good thing point by point. It tells you why you don't like to correct people. It tells you how to correct people in the kingdom. And then it tells you what to look for. Do not be afraid. If we're gonna iron sharpens iron, every one of you need to speak into each other. We all gotta be our brother's keepers, our sister keepers. We have to learn that kingdom matters. And if you can't have tough conversations, the enemy is advancing and we are not. Let's stand to our feet and let me pray. Listen, men, women, whoever it is, if you know someone that needs help getting over the line, Let's not be double-minded. You're worth the fight. The enemy puts up a fight. He'll take you out. He'll get you insecure. Like, you can't miss work. It's money. God's your provider. I've watched people close the biggest deals of their life on the Monday after a merge. I had a friend literally that was so upset. He called me and he goes, I'm so mad at you. I lost the biggest deal of my life on Thursday. I said, well, how big was that deal? He told me. I was like, oh, please. If that's the biggest year of your life, we got bigger problems. I said, God's your provider. Let's pray right now. We prayed in agreement. He came to emerge. We got him over the line. Let me just tell you, 7X that Monday deal. He's never thought that small again. He realized all things are possible. When you realize the devil would do whatever, whatever we're insecure about, if it's money, he'll attack you in money. If it's your marriage, he'll attack you in the, mon- in the marriage. If it's your health, he'll attack you in your health. He goes after everything that you have a doubt or an insecurity in your mind. So you know it's coming because if that's what triggers you, he'll be triggering it. So if you know, I just want you to praise your hand, hands on your head right here and I'm gonna pray because I want us all to have a sound mind. I want us all to start getting the word on the inside of us. I want us all to have an encounter with Jesus. I want us all to start to prophesy. Maybe there's some dead things in your life that they come back to life. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. In faith, touch our mind. Lord, let us see different. Let us think different. Our ways are your not, way, are your, not your ways, Lord. And I ask you, Lord, that we have clarity this weekend that we have clarity now. I break fear in the name of Jesus. I break torment in the name of Jesus. God, I speak speak peace over our minds. Even right now, as the enemy yells in my ear, 
we're pushing on something right now that needs to be pushed on. God, I thank you that there's men and women that want to grow, that there are men and women that don't, that do not want to back down, that they will not have fear around stepping into their potential. I thank you, Lord. Let us be the church that leans into correction. Let us be the church that leans into growth. Let us be the church that leaves that leads into what you have for our life. God, let's be afraid anyways and still take a step. God, I thank you, Lord, that you will direct our paths. God, I thank you for the testimony around the tithing and the house. Lord, that, let that be a catalyst for other people to believe for their own house. God, renew our mind. Let us think bigger about our circumstance, that you are our provider, that you're our healer, that God, you love us, that you're for us. I come against insecurity around prayer. I come, I come against the spirit that's not of you when it comes to limiting the Holy Spirit in our life. I break a religious spirit right now in the name of Jesus. I come against condemnation, a spirit of Judas right now. God, I thank you for breakthrough in their life. God, I release generosity in this house. We speak life. Let us be generous towards one another. Let us help the poor. Let us help the orphans. Let us help one another. God, I pray for the single moms here tonight. Lord, may you fill them full of faith. God, may you put men around them to shelter and protect them that they can believe again. God, guard their hearts. And God, I speak to the men. God, we, we, we give you permission that we have an encounter with you like never before this weekend. God, I thank you, Lord, that we are leaning in to supernatural progress. Graham, I pray for Graham specifically healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. God, I thank you right now. The greatest friendships of our lives come out of this weekend. God, thank you for protecting our mind, helping us with an alarm system right now. We speak an alarm system over our mind. Let us know when the enemy is lurking. God, I thank you, Lord that you're giving us wisdom to hear the bell, that we don't wanna go backwards, we wanna go forwards. God, we step into our potential. God, we speak potential right now. I thank you for those seeds right now. God, we thank you for your blessing over our life and where there's unity, you command a blessing. Let there be unity in this house. In Jesus' name, we all pray and agree. And everybody said, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.